0: Well, thank you, Diane, for those uh, very kind words. Um, I'm a small edit. I am not responsible for Stan Rogers coming here. I'm one of a group of people. We had heard that there was a high school music competition going on in Port Hope one night, and that there was a particularly attractive young lady singer that we should go down and see, and perhaps recruit her. And I think it was Ian Tamlin, Nigel Russell, Jim Wood, and I piled into a car and drove down to Port Hope one evening. We were not particularly impressed by this lady who, even though this was the 1960s, uh, was clearly a goth, uh, predating her time, and her music wasn't that great, but on after her was this mountain of a man who had a huge bass voice and some great lyrics, so we all got together with him afterwards and suggested that he should come to Trent, and he did. Um, it's an honor to receive this award. Uh, in addition to those that have been mentioned by Jack, I'd like to note that three previous recipients include James Orbinski, who won a Nobel Prize for his work with Doctors Without Borders, and Rob Marland, who was an Olympic gold medalist in rowing, and my friend Richard Johnson, who after spending 20 years in politics, finally found something useful to do and set up a winery in (laughs) Mount County. And it is his wines that we are enjoying this evening. I have a great affection for this institution. Its motto, Nunca Ex parte, now I know in part, comes from that magnificent chapter on love that is so often quoted at weddings, 1 Corinthians 13. More recently, Václav Havel, a dissident playwright in Czechoslovakia and the first president of post communist Czechoslovakia, wrote Follow those who seek the truth, run from those that have found it. And that's been one of Trent's gifts, the passion to seek to know while realizing that what I know is still in part. I'm delighted to see so many of my friends and acquaintances here, both those who have come to join the celebration and those who are being honored, including the very deserving John Butcher. And I'm honored that my family is here. Dad is up from Florida, my son's from Toronto and Ottawa, my brother and sister-in-law. I don't remember a lot about my own graduation, but as a board member, I had the privilege of attending several others. At one, Tom Jackson, our current chancellor, described how he was homeless and addicted on the streets of Winnipeg, and that what he was looking for was not a handout, but a hand up, or Mr. Dressup, when he received his honorary degree, uh, much to the satisfaction of the, the graduating students who had grown up with him on TV, said in his closing remarks, remember, always put the caps back on your markers and that success comes in a can, not an I can't. My association with this campus predates registration. As a teen, we used to explore the frog pond at the north end of the campus and sneak around the old Nick Pecone lot. Nick was a guy who bought dead cattle and sold them for human consumption. After he was arrested, his house mysteriously burned down, conveniently making room for the north parking lot. Now, I had decided to come to Trent because it promised to be different and intense. One of the highlights was working uh, with Ian Tamblin, designing and implementing Trent's first course faculty evaluation, and I think it was the first in this country. And uh, it was a project that would have been, seriously, a PhD level project at most universities but we were able to do it as undergraduates. Uh, I appreciated the challenge. I recall one professor whose ratings were abysmal threatened to sue us for libel. I replied, it's only libel if it isn't true and we've got the data to support our conclusion. (laughs) But then, as now, the predominant feedback was that Trent had chosen very well-qualified faculty who were doing a great job. I graduated that year, but Tamlin had another year to go. He still complains every time we meet about having to deal with the repercussions of that project in his next year. Another thing that attracted to me to Trent was that it was new. So you can imagine my disappointment when the buildings weren't ready for our incoming class and we had to move into a renovated old public school that had been given the somewhat overblown title of Rubidge Hall. It was, in fact, the old South Central School where I had spent the first months of grade one. About 10 years ago, when I was on the board of governors, the students were protesting the decision to sell Rubich Hall. The president of the Students' Union shared his concerns with me, and I shared my story about South Central and Rubich Hall, and how I had no regrets whatsoever about getting rid of it. <laughs> with a smile, he said, Paul, you may have a third go at it. It's now an old folks home. <laughs> so, Thank you very much for this recognition. I hope to continue my association with this fine university, with the wonderful people in this room and beyond this room. But please, spare me another sojourn at 270 Rubich Street.